Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello and welcome to the latest Driven Chat podcast. My name is John Markar. I'm one of those three regular voices that you hear week on week alongside my good friends Amy Shaw and Andy J. Now, this week we have a lovely interview. We have the brilliant Alex Brundle, racing driver, WEC endurance driver, Le Mans 24 hour driver, multiple race winner and podium stander honour. He's a good guy. He's also a broadcaster, so he brings with him some spectacular chat. This interview, like so many of the interviews that we do now, was recorded at Caffeine and Machine in the back of our studio truck. Uh, as part of a radio show interview that then gets put into a podcast format as well. Of course, the podcast gets all the good stuff. Whilst on the radio, we give 20 minutes of good chit-chat conversation. What you get here on the podcast is the full, usually hour or so, of, of, of uncensored chat. Apart from when it gets a bit sweary, and then it does get censored. So, uh, yes, you've got uh, the full interview today with Alex Brundle. You may have already heard the 20 minutes on our radio show. If you are one of our radio show listeners, then great. Lovely to have you here as well. If you're sat there going, wait, what? You guys got a radio show? Yeah, we got a radio show. Talk radio, Sunday evenings from 7pm. We are on national radio show. It's called Driven Chat. Nice and easy to find. If you are listening to us here from outside the UK and you want to get involved and have a listen to that, then I believe you can. Easiest thing to do, hop onto your favourite search engine, just type in Driven Chat and Talk Radio, and it will come up. And there you are. You can hear, you can listen back to previous shows, you can tune in as live wherever you are in the world uh, on uh, Sunday evenings, 7pm UK time. 
um, at, or otherwise just um, check in with the podcast next week and you'll hear more of the content that we couldn't play on the radio like this hi so let's jump in this is Alex Brundle stick around if you may to the very end because I've got some parish notes that I'd like to address I'd like to bring up and it's all stuff that I think you're going to want to know about but before we dive in just one last thing from me something for you to listen out for in this conversation Andy J sets myself Amy Shaw and Alex Brundle a challenge to get one secret word into the podcast I achieve it uh, Alex achieves it I think Andy achieves it I can't remember if Amy achieves it hmm, not too sure I will reveal what that word is at the very end also you will hear reference to Silverstone Stowe and one of the team being a little bit quicker than others driving around it. And you may find yourself thinking, what on earth are they talking about? Now, if you'd like to find out, again, stick around to the end, to the parish notes. All will be revealed. For now, I will let you dive in to this conversation with Alex Brundle, myself, John Markar, Andy J, and Amy Shaw, recorded at Caffeine and Machine. Speak to you in a bit. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. I'm Andy Jay, sat in the studio with Amy Shaw, John Markar, and now we have legendary racing driver. I said I wasn't going to call him a legend, but I have now, because he's here, and it's delightful to see him in the flesh, looking live. It's Alex Brundle. Live. How are you doing? Looking live. Looking live. You're br- breaking your promises in the first 15 seconds of the podcast, mate. Uh, but it's great to be here with you guys, and thanks for having me on. It's really good to have you here, Alex. What I mean by looking live is, and I always forget this about all racing drivers, but in particular people like yourself, Alex, who, who go in for the long stints, is you have to be whippet thin, don't you? You have to be unbelievably disciplined with your diet and your exercise regime. Long stints in terms of in the car over race distance as opposed to how just how long I've been around driving race cars, <laughs> I think. Yeah, well, you have to be reasonably reasonably uh, svelte. And we, uh, we're punished if we're overweight as well. Not not physically punished by the team. There's <laughs> not a regimen. You're beaten by your there's teammates. Not a, yeah, there's not a long, thin stairway without any banister or anything like that. We, uh, yeah, we, we literally are punished because we're... In sports car racing, the weight of the car, that's that's it. That's mm. the weight of the car. There's no uh, ballasting, as you'd see in single-seater racing, yeah. driver by driver. So literally, you carry your own weight uh, around the racetrack. I like that. I like that. that could, because that, that makes it even more competitive. I mean, it's, but it's not like fighting weight, isn't it? It's not like you're a boxer weighing in and you're shedding everything and you're not drinking water and all the rest of it. You're still staying healthy. Right? The, you, you try, yeah. You try to stay healthy. And obviously, there's comes a crossover point where you physically can't drive the car you lose a massive amount of weight over a race weekend especially over a weekend like the Mont, you know a couple of kilos at least uh even though it's kind of not formula one style speed um and a lot of that's in water you have to be robust so good in strong winds i feel like you've just given me the answer to my newfound lockdown (laughs) dad bod i've just got to race at le mans and then i lose all the stuff that i put on during the pandemic or just turn up claiming to be robust and then you don't have to do a thing you just look at me i could last 24 hours just on the on my assets here alone i am merely rotund (laughs) but but that is life now look alex we've got so much to discuss but i'm going to use two magic words first this is going to take both john and amy by surprise which i'm pleased by You'll know where I'm going straight away. The words that are legendary words, and there's a story behind this. We both have a story to share on this, but yours is probably far more exciting than mine. Those two words are Jackie Chan. 
<laughs> There's so many. I'm so well, confused. I have driven for Jackie Chan. Yes, yeah, wow. Jackie Chan I've racing for Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, DC racing. We came second together at Le Mans, That's right. That's and he's awesome. very engaged. You know, he was very engaged. Uh, that was back in 2017. Wow, I'm old. I, uh, <laughs> I'm ancient. Well, you have been described as a legend, which the, I just thought was a bit of an insult at the same time as being quite a good thing. Oh, okay, so Amy never wants to be a legend. Well, no, because it makes you sound old and like you're, you're past your time. Yeah, if, if legend means you're no longer. Uh, the top of your game, I would have no, thought. No, no, Legend no. sounds past, I think. No, I, I, I kind of get that, actually. Yeah. yeah How many it? years do you have to have been racing to, to meet legend status, according to the according to the J? You've just got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's me out there. <laughs> I don't think there's a time on it. I reckon it's it's. You can do a legendary lap, Amy. You are wrong on this one. I yeah, feel. but that goes into history. Like the legendary lap then is is part of history. Whereas if you are legendary I suppose you could go down okay so what's the what is the present tense high accolade term if it's not good really good (laughs) (laughs) really good (laughs) epic is quite good epic yeah epic I think epic works yeah epic works for sure let's get back to Jackie Chan (laughs) who who is a legend and he is a legend he is a legend but that but Amy you're basing that purely because he's old (laughs) this is is our new terminology on the talk radio show you're a legend oh that's horrible (laughs) (laughs) I'm a rotund I'm a rotund legend nonetheless Jackie Chan so we have glossed over this a little bit Alex you raced for Jackie Chan right so this is what some people don't realise in some races categories Le Mans being one of them or the World Endurance Championship and so on you do have people who love racing famous people who have deep pockets that are never going to get behind the wheel of a car like Jackie Chan I mean you'd never expect to see him rock up at Le Mans and go right I'm here to race but his way of involving himself is just to buy a team yeah certainly or or indeed you know famous people like that to have uh, a combination of assets and people they work with come together into a team, which is very much what happened there, actually. You know, Jackie was working on movies with management companies and other exciting kind of Chinese entities, and they came together to, to have this kind of promotional racing team purely because uh, a guy met Jackie Chan and said the word Steve McQueen, and Jackie Chan, who is the biggest Steve McQueen fan and wears T-shirts in his oh. spare time, uh, of Steve McQueen said, "Yeah, I want to go. I want to go Le Mans racing. I what does it not cost?" Know that. That's an interesting. Now I'm planting the seed with John and Amy. I'm going to come to you both in a minute. If you could race for any Hollywood icon, Ooh, I like who this. would it be? We'll be back to that in a oh, minute. Okay, yeah. But Alex, what sort of a boss was Jackie Chan? Were there some unusual additions? Did you have to attend certain events and wear certain clothes? I'm asking because I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I can't believe you remember me. I, and I must have. I must have taken time to tell you about his, his birthday party. I yeah, too. that's the. I yeah, think you even was, showed me a. Photo. Photograph of what you had to wear. So yeah, <laughs> and I and I and I had to learn. Shung Yu Kui Le is uh, is happy birthday in Chinese and remains the only Chinese phrase I know. <laughs> you said that slightly wrong, Alex, and I'd like to apologise. Yeah, I, 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 I apologise to anybody who's native speaking <laughs> in Chinese and can uh, can point out the abomination that is my pronunciation of that phrase. But I learned it. We went to a, a kind of a. An industrial area, but it was like a commercial industrial area in China with a and this beautiful place which was kind of set in the middle of it. Downstairs was all uh, a dance floor, and then upstairs for a kind of a banqueting venue. Halfway through this event, somebody in the local area 
got wind of the fact that Jackie don't that, Jack, <laughs> that Jackie Chan was having his birthday party there, and then the arrivals began, and I've yeah. never seen anything like it quite incredible the 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 fame the guy has never learned my name through the whole (laughs) through the whole he called he called me racing from the beginning he would point and say racing come over here but i I mean i I had had some magical he showed me the foreigner the foreigner the movie movie. he showed me the trailer off his personal laptop which Hmm. was kind of cool and just would do yeah would do all kinds of mad stuff but it was great it was fun it was a fun time and what did you have to wear for his birthday because i believe jackie had uh pre-arranged the clothes. we had so so he has a uh, kind of a a stunt team jackie yeah and and so they, they they have merch and i believe i've i've did i show you the picture of us you did. Modelling the mud. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, my sizes weren't available. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we wore we wore all of that kind of stuff. But I know I wore I wore a suit to his to his birthday. Sure. I have a lovely yeah. a lovely picture of us cheersing and uh, and it was it was it was really good fun. But uh, that through that period of my career I kind of I would go over to China for like a day, you know, to go to an event and then I would just Wow. Fly straight home again, which what, was as in to it just to attend. Just to it, yeah. The, the the team would say racing. We you racing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Racing. Get yourself on a BA over to Shanghai. <laughs> then I'd get the the bullet train maybe across to Beijing, and then uh, and wow. then we'd fly fly home again. And it was important. It was important to them, and uh, and it was a uh, we t- we took a one two with the twenty four hours of Lamar. Yeah. Almost won the, the one car, not the car I was in, unfortunately, but almost won the race overall t- with the way that uh, Lamar worked out that year. It was I remember incredible. it. I remember it well. I was there, and it was an incredible. It was a lunatic race. Yeah, in fact, it was one of the Toyotas broke down at the yeah, the, the yeah, engineer of that car is actually really my dramatic. engineer this year, funnily mm. enough, but uh, broke down at the pit exit and poor. Falling out of the race everywhere until an LMP2 car, you know, sponsored by Jackie Chan, is leading overall. <laughs> yes, for, for the listener that isn't uh, super race savvy, that shouldn't happen. No. Mm. So LMP2 cars are just not as fast or powerful as LMP1 cars, not by any stretch of the imagination. So for an LMP2 car to be leading the race when there are, what, 40 LMP1 cars on the track, yeah. that shouldn't be, it just shouldn't be doing We're talking about the equivalent of, you know, the way sports car racing works, the way Le Mans racing works, is that let's say you have Formula 1, Formula 2 and Formula 3. Yeah. Imagine all the races of a Formula 1 weekend on track together mm. and then put roofs on all the cars and send it. And that's how Le Mans is. So what we're talking about there is actually a Formula 2 car suddenly winning the Grand Prix. And, and that was, that was the feeling. That was yeah. what was going on, along with all the kind of the partisan Chinese fever that was going on around it, you know, and uh, it was just incredible. It was wonderful. And I have my own wonderful memories of Jackie Chan as well, who didn't call me racing. He just called me. <laughs> Just called me Andy. So. Did he? <laughs> he, learned your, he learned your name. You are bigger with Jackie Chan than me. And I drove his car. It was, he was a very nice man. Anyway, Amy, John, I sowed the seed. So we're coming to you, yeah. Amy, first. If you were racing for one <laughs> Hollywood icon, who would it be? Tom Hanks. 
Oh, the damn tool, you. Because, I'll tell you why, because even if I crashed it and went really wrong, I still think he'd make me feel like I did the best that I could. And I, you know, I, that if, if I tried my hardest, that was all that mattered. He'd so for me, that would be, he'd be a, like the perfect racing boss. He'd bring you a box of chocolates. He would. And then he'd be like, <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. And, you know, just life is a box of chocolates, you know, all that. And it just, I you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> exactly. Do you not think Morgan Freeman <laughs> would just be really supportive? Oh, you can sit there on a, a, on a, a crash race. barrier at the end. He'll be like, well, no, I <laughs> think that he could have this a one bit. didn't work out today, <laughs> but I think he could have a little bit of a you know, because he's also played God as well, so that yeah. means he, uh, okay. he could <laughs> smite me, oh mighty smiter, or whatever he said was. And, yeah. and and I think to myself, actually, no, he could be, he, I feel he's a little bit judgy or could be a little bit judgy on the on the side of the, the pit wall. Like, I'll watch, like, see his eyes as I go past, and I'll be like, oh, he's watching me. Yeah. So, as Tom would just be like, have a banner, hold him a name, be like, you go, girl, and that's yeah. what I'm imagining. <laughs> so, okay, so anyone's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Purely for the supportive fan yeah, girl. Yeah, when I go wrong. <laughs> yeah. In case you're rubbish. Uh, John, you're Hollywood icon. I'm, I am I. mean, mine, and you, you can judge me on this all you like because your presumptions are going to be correct. I'm going to go with Gal Gadot. Yep. Um, okay. For Wonder Woman. The, got it. Know who yeah. That's Wonder got Woman. It. Currently pregnant with a third child. Uh, been married for a long time. I'm just pointing that out, John. That's fine. You're, you're not fine. achieving your purpose here. No, <laughs> my, why my purpose Gal. is because... I think she'd be very supportive in the same way as Amy's pointed out with Tom Hanks in uh, in a motorsport <laughs> environment. You think she'd get her lasso out and whip you? That's what you're thinking. Mm, definitely not. No, no, no. I, I shame like, on you for thinking that, Abby, actually. <laughs> I think that's really disappointing. Funnily what enough, a shame. The, the, the shame. actress who is, who is Wonder Woman stunt double is a massive part of Jackie Chan's stunt You're team. You're joking. So I spent right, quite it's a all decent coming together. amount of time with her. So if Gal happens we'll, to be we'll talk, we'll talk sure afterwards. Yeah, let's yeah. do that for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> in, in her defence, I... I I have a friend who did her makeup on the first <gasps> uh, on the first Wonder Woman movie. Well, this is this is all becoming very achievable. She now. tells me that Gal is glorious company. I can She's imagine. Wonderful. I can imagine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think she'd like you though, John. Well, <laughs> we all know that I'm not glorious company. So, <laughs> yin and yang. Back to the uh, Jackie Chan. Okay, so we've got Tom Hanks. Gal Gadot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who would Alex, be yours? You, you've had Jackie Chan. I've Who, had. If you could choose a new one. Oh, a new, a new one. Yeah, uh, let's, let's say the phone rings at the end of the season. Yeah, next season, you're racing for me. Who is it? Who's who's put in that call? They have to be Hollywood. They they have to be and they have, they to, have be, to be they Hollywood. have to be current Hollywood. Yeah, they've got to be alive. alive they've got to be. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, have, I can't have Steve. I want Steve. Oh, Steve. No, no. oh, I don't know. That's a, such a problem. Tom Cruise. Because I know, oh, interesting. Because okay. I know he's into his cars, and I think he'd just be up for it. What you it would be like? You'd yeah, get to say to him, I feel the need. Exactly. The need for I, speed, I, and I, that would be amazing. I can drop the hammer, and he could say it back to me, and then I could say it to him on a continuous loop. Just go, I'm dropping the hammer. Yeah, Watching him run around uh, the pit lane would be very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> when you're negotiating the fee with him, you can say, "Show me the money." I mean, uh, it, it all works. Would be huge. It yeah. would be huge. Yeah. I've actually, I'm going to call him tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, he won't I, pick up. But <laughs> I like the idea of you just putting random numbers in your phone. <laughs> Wait, Tom? Telling yourself it's, to, it's Tom. Tom Cruise. I like the <laughs> idea. Eventually you'll be right. I do like the idea that you might have Jackie Chan's number in your phone, though. Do you? I don't, I, don't have, I don't have Jackie Chan's number in my phone, unfortunately. No, it was, I was summoned. It wasn't there. It was no, in no way that personal. You did, like, Jackie I didn't have, ring you up and be like, hey, racing. Which, and you'd be like, hey, exactly. Jackie. 
exactly. He has a girl. I'm saved in. I'm saved. Saved in his phone as R C I N G. She's not even bothered with the A. Well, actually, and it's probably two as well because you didn't win it. Ah, uh, yeah. second. R C I N G two. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Loser racing. Not winner. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex, we are here at Cafe and Machine. It's your first experience of this incredible place on, on an evening where they've decided to bring a myriad of brilliant Porsches, which is which is great fun. What did you come here in? I came here in a 330E, which is my daily runaround, and I went hybrid and I regret it. Ooh, ah. And I regret it. That's a statement I like to hear. Why? Be- well, because, okay, so I was promised in the promised land of, of plug-in electric motoring that this thing would be... Amazing! It who, would be who promised you? The, 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 they, they so promised, promised me. <laughs> them, and I am angry with them, Andy. Let's I'm uh, angry with them. Let's give them a name, Alex. Let's call them John. The, let's, yeah, let's let's call, call them. Let's John. call the government okay. John. Let's do yeah. that. And I, <laughs> and I and I and I thought it was going to be you know uh, that was going to be affordable. It was going to be easy, and it was going to be great. And I'm sorry, it just isn't. Oh, it just right. isn't. Yeah, I never, pl- I never plug it in because it's a pain. <laughs> and so basically, what I drive is a two-liter BMW with ballast in it. Yeah, with a really heavy, heavy battery. Yeah, yeah, with with ballast in it. And then I get to the end of the year, and my road tax, for some reason, you know, remember the road tax, which is supposed to be super cheap if you yeah. drive a mm. ecological car, is not super cheap. It's five hundred quid or something. What? Wow. And I'm and I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, why, why, why? Yeah, so you you guys, might as well be in an you know, three. The, I think it's because you're not plugging it in, Alex. The I think, gu- I think they John know. knows. They John, John knows you're not John, plugging it in. John is watching you. And John is saying, racing. You're not plugging your yeah, hybrid in. Exactly that. And so, yeah, you're quite right. It yeah. might as well. It might as well be an N3. And they keep on nudging the goalposts back and back and back. Bear in mind, I'm, you know, I, I I'm not. I don't come from a long line of exciting road cars. I've always taken the view that because I kind of race exciting stuff mm. that I have to be, you know, sensible on the road. And we're very much, as drivers, we're very much coached that we are really role models for how people should drive on the road. It's something I take reasonably seriously, to be honest. I think that it, we should be. And so I don't have super powerful road cars in my past. Um, but... You know, they keep on moving the goalposts back as we try to become more and more ecological. And I just look at it and I think, there's supposed to be something in this for me. You said there was something in this for me. I'm driving a plug-in hybrid. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but there just isn't. So yeah. I'm buying a V8. Is it even a... Are you? What are you getting? I don't know. I don't know yet, but it's going to have a V8 in it just because I'm angry. <laughs> what, would, what would John tell you to get? No, I don't... Well, John would, John would tell me to keep the, the 330E, but I, the problem I have... I have a new Mustang problem, mm. and I haven't driven one. As in you want one? As in I want one. We, which, hang on, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about the dirty Mustang, or are we talking about something else? No, not the no, not the, not the, the rubbish, the, no, not the oh, rubbish no. two-liter. I'm not talking the, about the, the Mac-E. No, 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 that's not, that's which not I, a Mustang. I don't Mustang. understand why it has a Mustang name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm talking about the available in right-hand drive as of... Uh, a couple of years ago, proper proper yeah. V8 muscle car, bullet version, which I'm not too fussed about. Not sure about the color of that one, but but I like them. You know, you spec them up, all the trimmings, they look good. They're good cars. The problem you? is, anybody I know who's driven one, 
says I don't like them. Have yeah. you driven one? Mm. I have, yeah. In so, fact, so, so. I mean, I, I have to be yeah. really careful here because uh, the one I drove is the big boss's car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a bullet edition. And I get it. I understand the appeal. I really do. And I personally think the colour's fantastic. I'm a green car fanatic. So great looking car. I get you know, good road presence. As a driver's car, it really doesn't quite fit the bill. If you're stepping out of BMW M, Mercedes AMG, for a similar sized product, it feels very, very heavy. It feels very American is yeah. probably the best way to describe it. So the only other thing that's caught my attention recently is a manual M2 comp. Mm-hmm. as a proper only and where are all the manuals where are all the yeah. good manuals disappearing fast disappearing very yeah, they're very becoming fast. a dodo aren't they yeah, yeah. Uh, and but then you know you, you ring up your bmw dealership and you say can i buy one and they go oh, you sort of stop making them mm. and we don't really actually want to necessarily sell you one i don't like the front end of the new beamers i'm yeah, very much a, non, a non-believer I and so I don't what get it. i don't get it i don't know why they've done that it doesn't I, I can't understand i haven't had a proper explanation from anyone the why fact they've that chosen it people were discussing it is that the good thing about it well the exa- this is i've been of, of that theory for a long time it doesn't it's make become it a big it, though, talking point well there are always people who do like it it's like the the new defender and you know people immediately either loved it or hated it but either way it's kept that conversation going and i think mm. the same with the bmw design it's because people are talking about it, it makes you think they're never i mean people what you what you think they designed it to be controversial? Slightly, yeah. Because if if there's some uh, a, a designer told me recently that if you either if, if everybody loves it, it's never going to be long lasting. You've got to either love it or you yeah, hate it to true. be able to be something distinctive in design for the future. I think nine nine six Porsche nine eleven headlights. Yeah. Every okay. still to this day, people talk about the headlight design. Go, oh, it's horrible, or oh, I don't mind it, or oh, it's the best design nine eleven ever. It really has become that sticking point. And I think, as you say, Amy, the grills on the new M3 and M4 is going to be the same. Personally, I quite like it. I don't mind them. They they sorted it. I don't know what they did. When it originally came out, I was like hiding behind a pillow every time the advert came on. And then, you know, with a little bit of trim, a little bit like they did to the front end of the Vantage, uh, the new new Vantage, uh, a couple of of months after that came out, they just tidied it up Mm. a little bit. I think it's exposure as well. People have got Maybe. used to oh, it. Oh, completely. And, and completely. therefore, it's kind of like when you hear a song and the first time you hear it, you kind of go, that's horrible. What a rubbish song. And then you start to hear it again and again and again and again and again. And then you realise you know the words and you're singing mm. along. So this is it. This is our. This is what we have to do for our media career. It's just pure exposure. <laughs> if we just force <laughs> ourselves down people's throats continuously, then eventually they will like us all. <laughs> <laughs> it works for the Love Island contestants. <laughs> I'm not sure it does. <laughs> not for me, at least. But no, you're right. And and uh, the thing I often find, BMW. If you look back at their history, specifically with their M cars. They've always been a bit of a shocker when they first come out. Mm. Think back to even the E46 M3, which is now regarded as one of the prettiest, timeless designs ever. I remember that coming out and people going, oh, I'm not sure, it's a bit bubbly, isn't it? It's a bit round and because the E36 beforehand was very boxy and smart. The E30 before then was an icon, very boxy. Suddenly it was all round and bubbly and polypy shaped and bizarre. But, the, but it, with time, it becomes... Very much accepted. M5 is very much the same. Remember when the E60 M5 came out? The V10 powered one with the bizarre yeah. headlights at the front. Everyone went, oh, no, oh, gosh, no, the E39 was so beautiful and round and beautiful and, and perfect. And now you've brought out this monstrous looking thing. And now it's the one to have. Everyone loves it. And it's going to be exactly the same with this new F 
iteration. I don't know what the code number is anymore. I've lost track. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I tend to, I tend to agree with you. And actually, what they've got now as well is is a is an army of influencers. Really, yeah. It, it, BMW had a weird kind of wobbly moment. It was quite interesting. Their marketing went all woke mm. and and was making Chris Harris angry. And then it was very strange well, it's for about been terrible two for months, wasn't it? it? Was like particularly it's, strange. But for that, just yeah. while that next iteration of 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 car was coming out, mm. it just had a real. What, was what I were imagining they saying, it? like hey boo? or something like that. They yeah, used some they did, really cringe phrase. They did like, some what? really, really badly... Well, again, we it's very easy to sit here and go, very badly thought out productions and videos well, and things. But again, it. we're talking about mm-hmm. it and it was... It was a thing. I, d- I don't think that makes it good, John. Just chatting about it. I mean, you could talk about Ted Bundy. That doesn't make it good. No, no you're absolutely right. People talk about Ted Bundy. People want to talk about bad-looking grills or bad marketing. And ultimately, if more people are talking about it, then there's more chance that somebody's going to want to buy it. If if something is talked about, it does go up in Google rankings, and Google rankings results in stock prices. Stock prices result in higher-value than company prices, and that ultimately results in us buying cars. We can moan about things, but if it's ultimately, if the be-all and end-all is that it's not harming people it's just a product that somebody might buy then there really is no such thing as bad pr there really seems to be no way out of that does there out of that trend at the moment of just pure noise Mm. there's there are a couple i I see a couple of uh, of brands have come out you know with a a bit of a niche sports car here and there and i just see them getting continuously squashed Mm. by big noisy large manufacturer cars you know uh, and uh, and that's a real shame, I think, because uh, quite a lot of the time that I spend, uh, you know, driving racing classics and all that kind of thing and, and being excited by cars, not necessarily. I like to be a little bit indie about it and be that bloke who goes, oh, have you seen the desperately hoping that you haven't so I can tell you all about it (laughs) and I think there's but it's a bit of a shame that we're kind of being bludgeoned into the beige it's the modern world unfortunately Mm. I think which is sad you've run the klaxon Alex, so we've got to talk about the racing because mm. I mean, here we are, twenty odd minutes into the chat, <laughs> and we've 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 barely touched on. We've talked about Jackie Chan, but we haven't really talked about the fact that you race still in the World Endurance Championships, and indeed, what you've just mentioned—the classic racing. So, I mean, obviously, the World Endurance Championship is is happening. It's it's been. I mean, it's been fun, hasn't it? This this series. Yeah, it has. It has been fun. You know, the cars—they're they're light, they're fast. They got all the aero polyps off the back and the various different bits of uh, machinery that you need to just go that quick around Le Mans. Uh, and and they've, and they've obviously got the massive flanges in the middle. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Was that not the challenge? Did I not achieve? Have, have I not achieved? Have I not achieved getting the word polyp into the podcast? Sorry, have I, have I ruined the challenge? By, only Amy to go. John, by, uh, John and Alex. Are, John and Alex are on the scoreboard. <laughs> Amy's still shooting a miss right now. But uh, yeah, the, exactly. Those the polyps and flanges all over the place. And, <laughs> but uh, no, the point is, we love the work. We love the work and even though you have to stay up all night it's still great fun right you do have to stay up all night but you know you've got friends and they, I don't, they I help don't you actually we've you established don't. that <laughs> I, I don't have friends well, i've got jack chan for my friend I, um, <laughs> I love the idea that jackie's just stood there slapping you awake Did no you racing <laughs> racing wake up racing stay awake he's gonna call me tomorrow and be like yeah I he will could have been a bit nicer about could have been nicer yeah. about yeah. meanwhile amy's tucked up in the corner with tom hanks and a terry's chocolate orange yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i skidded on a polyp what can yeah. i do <laughs> so i am um, 
Alex, entertain me with this question, which is, I'm sure I'm not the first person to answer this, but there is a lot of talk about, you mentioned at the beginning of our chat, um, the severe weight loss that you go through in a race, a lot of that being fluids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> how oh, do can't. they or don't how, is it a do they or don't how they? How true is it okay. that usually just before your driver swaps, so before you're then handing over to your next driver, how true is it that a lot of drivers decide that that's the time to have a little wee? I have never... This is the boring answer, unfortunately, because I'm sure you're looking for a yes. You opened this conversation looking for a yes. I've never known that happen. Really? Uh, However... I've known it happen. You've known it happen. Yeah. Someone's done that in your seat Not before you got me, in for your stint. I've been told. I've been told by drivers coming out. Going, yeah, I just... Oh, I really? Yeah. Who? Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> I need to know who could be a factor of who Alex wants to drive with in the future. I'll, I'll tell you off air. Tom I, Hanks. Uh, Tom, Tom <laughs> Hanks. He's a, want, big, he's a big seat wetter. That's why I want Cruise on my pit wall. Um, yeah, I've never done that. However, I have been accused of doing that. And actually, it was it's another China story because... When <laughs> it's got a very sweaty dairy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you drive in the wet, and in an open top prototype, like I used to race, they're banned now. You're not allowed. Yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not safe enough in the days of halos and so on and so forth. And it rains. There's a period of time necessarily under the safety car, course, and you yeah. are in a place with, you know, quite a large amount of pollutants in the air. Mm. The rain can be not particularly pleasant. Mm. Add to that the driver's exertions in the car over several hours, and I'm sure you'll know. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. It's, it can be not pleasant in there, <laughs> to the point where you leave yourself questioning what, what the I? person... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why does it smell like Dickensian London in it, here? Exactly. You need to lavender your, <laughs> lavender your lapels before you, before you jump in. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that can be the deal. So I've, I've had several, um, yeah, Hopin Tung, who was my teammate uh, that weekend. Tung. He was the uh, support driver for Jaguar Formula E team, wasn't he? He was, he was. Raced up the steps in the great, yeah. Correct, oh, the right. Dragon Trail. Oh, and yeah. the advert, That yeah. was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That was my favourite thing that he's done. Yes, yeah, it was, I think it was his least favourite thing. He terrified yeah, I himself. <laughs> I think it was terrifying <laughs> but, yeah, watching it. Yeah. Great, great guy. He's actually, he's actually Dutch. Hoping to, is he? Yeah, he's he's of complete, you know, Dutch family. Obviously, they are they are of uh, Chinese descent, and he yeah. knows his Mandarin and everything. Um, Does he have the most incredible accent? I've never heard him speak. No, no, no. He he speaks in complete. Well, when he talks English, it's quite incredible. He speaks completely English as a native, or what I would call international school English. Right, right, right. You know, when you get That's somebody who's quite like transatlantic, yeah. quite worldly. Tra- mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic uh, English accent. But uh, yeah, he is. He's a Dutch. He's a Dutchman. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. Now, classics. You've mentioned classics. Oh, I love the classics. Possibly Amy's favourite word, other mm-hmm. than polyp, of course. It's, oh, it's one of those words that just gets you excited, isn't it, Amy? Classic cars. Two t- two words, technically. If you say it really fast, it sounds like one. Yeah. And Alex happens to be racing them. Alex, spill the beans. Come on, tell us all about it. 
Um, well, I've been racing for a gentleman called Gary Pearson, who we were talking about. We had a uh, little chat before we got onto the onto air about uh, Gary Pearson. He's a very interesting man, and you drive some very interesting cars with Gary. Yeah, centered around it. It's interesting. I'm uh, we're we're up here actually because it's he's a big Jag guy, a big E type. He doesn't say much. He's one of these very cool people that, as as Alex said, doesn't say very much. But when he does speak, you listen. And he's he's mm. somebody that you and and then he just happens to be you know very lovely and yeah very knowledgeable at what is a very very good racing driver. At least that's what I think he is. Is he a yeah. good racing driver? No, he's an, he's an excellent racing driver in his in his kind of. Mm-hmm. Brand and an area of of selected car. He's he's really quite impressive. And in fact, there are a big group of those guys who you know. I always take the mick out of my dad slightly to say he's a little bit like uh, Yoda in the. If anybody's <laughs> seen the the Clone Wars, uh, the the Star Wars film, there's a scene yeah. in the Clone Wars where Yoda walks in with a stick. Yeah. You know, and yes, then proceeds is. to yeah. whoop ass yeah. and destroy the the and the, the, stick the, oper- the, stick. the, the operation. It doesn't turn into a lightsaber; it's just still yeah. his and stick. Then, and then and then and then hobbles back out with a stick. Oh, yeah. the, the the Yoda generation of driver are there, and and there are several moments where you're where you're driving these these classic racing cars, pretty quick ones as well. And you'll see some bloke down the uh, down the pit lane. You're like, ah, yeah. So Mister So and So has has gone gone uh, a little bit faster than you today, actually. And you're like, him, yeah. that man there. <laughs> they are they are quite the incredible. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite incredible in in their own in their own. Race you, I will. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, G- Gary's Gary's one of those guys who really he really can drive the car. So I've been driving. Um, some some E types, and also a Lola T seventy. Which if you oh, can't wonderful. picture it, yeah. picture it, it's a imagine um, an LMP two car basically, and then just reverse it yeah. 60, <laughs> 60 years. Take all the downforce off. So you're talking about a an aluminium bullet, yeah, pretty much. I bet that's amazing to drive with a uh, with a big. Uh, five liter plus V8 yeah, Chevy flat plane crank V8 in in the back, glorious, which so. you're basically driving. You're driving the engine and rear tires bigger than the moon. Mm. Uh, this thing, uh, and so there's no point setting it up. All you ever do is put pressure into and take pressure out of the rear tires, which change the whole wow. dynamics of the car. Uh, it is the loudest thing um, you 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 will possibly hear. I have onboard cameras, of course. All over my Instagram. It's all I ever post, <laughs> and uh, and it it melts your it melts your mind. This it's brilliant. What's so. the where do you stand with the obviously the two very very different disciplines in WEC versus the classic stuff? Now I hear a lot of drivers that race in modern sports cars, um, and some Formula cars who love that discipline and will never get into a classic car or they'll get in but they don't want to drive it at pace because of course everything about a modern racing car is safety you can pretty much crash you can bounce off the armco at 200 mile per hour in an f1 car and somehow get out and catch fire and somehow get out it's incredible the safety stuff you then get into a low lane you realize the crumple zones are your ankles yeah how how what does that do to you as a driver before you get in knowing what can go wrong at any time and again like you say no no geo no geo or suspension setup in a lola it's tire pressure up or tire pressure down and it doesn't quite turn in as fast as i want it to but that's just how it is what 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 is the thought train of if this goes wrong if the brake pedal doesn't do what i want it to do where does where does your mind go i think about it a completely different way um actually 
in that I believe that the that being prepared to and able to jump into those cars mm. are what justifies me being able to what justifies me getting the opportunity to drive them and and maybe perhaps making a living driving them mm. and my perception is in fact that the reason that modern racing is such an auction which is what it is it's half yeah. auction half popularity contest mm. realistically you're you're either you know paying for your seat or there's some other business reason or you know in the very very tiny event that you are making it through on on merit mm. you're uh you're doing so because somebody likes you basically that's yeah. that's the reality there are so many people and the reason that is is because those cars are too easy to drive mm. and and so safe that actually you've got to queue out the door you know yeah. give you get put a car on the racetrack that might spit you off that you have to shift gear correctly or it's not just you're not going to be a bit slow yeah. it will break and crash yeah absolutely you right. know yeah. and so that's you know when you look back into history and you look and you think why why back in the day did we have you know Nigel Mansell making it through as a big british hero able to and why did people revere these guys it's because it was a bit dangerous Balls of steel. And, yeah, yeah, a bit dangerous, a bit larry. And because it was a bit dangerous and a bit larry, it looked it. Because yeah, it's yeah, hard to fool people when they watch something for long enough. Yeah. And actually, I think that it's a real shame that whilst progress towards safety is, of course, paramount in mm. motorsport, and you can hardly make a case for winding back the clock and putting people in danger. You, you just can't. No, of course, of course. It's a bit of a shame because that was where all the balls, and I don't like using the word balls because it's a little bit, you know, sexually specific. <laughs> mm. uh, but but all, all, of the bra- all of the bravery yeah. and, the, and, the, uh, and the greatness in it was. And it would be awesome if we could have today's equitable world mixed with those qualities of just plain straight courage it's it's jeopardy isn't it yes it's it's that physical jeopardy Mm. that if you know they'll be fine regardless of the and and to be fair we've we've seen a few incidents in the last couple of seasons where actually they have been hairy even even with the halo and so on there have been occasions when you've been hang on whoa this is we know this Mm. is safer but this is still very dangerous. So, is are there any? Have there been points where you've thought, actually, this is right now? Is I'm I'm in trouble here, and this is a bit scary. Either in something classic or something more modern. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, in the obvious, like, oh dear, I'm I'm sliding out. This is not very good. Like things we think, oh no, this this is actually quite bad. Well, I've been in, unfortunately and, and tragically, two races where other drivers have lost their lives oh, in wow. cars very similar to the cars that I'm racing, and of course. At that moment, uh, the first was the first was Henry Surtees uh, in a Formula Two race, yeah. and the second was Alan Simonson at, at, at Le Mans in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I remember that, and they um, carried, they carried the race on, which was a very interesting. Yes, of course. And both of those moments force you to sit and look. Um, at, for me personally, it's always been a case of nobody's forcing me to drive the car, and I'm you know I can leave. Yeah, people might not be too happy with me, but I can leave at any time. You know, I can I can go and I can do something else. I'm choosing to put myself 
in that risk and I'm prepared for all of the benefit and the thrill and the enjoyment and the amazing things and the travel and the excitement that that racing brings me, I'm prepared to undertake those risks. And I would be prepared to undertake greater risks, to be honest. I, I just I would be prepared to race uh certainly I mean that the back in the day, you know, back when you look back into the fifties and sixties, that stuff's scary. That stuff's scary. Oh, yeah. But certainly, you know, in the limp era where, you know, you've got uh, Martin Donnelly who limps, Dad who limps, Johnny who limps. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be prepared to undertake those risks if that's what it took to make myself a professional race gun driver. Very easy to say and very easy yeah. to point at and say, but uh, I think I would sit on the grid uh, comfortable with that. Yeah. It's big words, buddy. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's not the situation right no, now. No, I, mm. I agree. But yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's funny you mentioning Alan because I, I knew him a little bit from because he was obviously racing a British GT at the time when uh, when he died at Le Mans and it's I, I sort of maintain that I'm still stunned at how quickly the decision was made to continue with the race and his family immediately backed it mm. and the PR team behind it put out a, did, they did an excellent job of of explaining what was happening and why and so on but I can remember I, I mean and I wasn't I'm not a racing driver I was just there and he's someone I knew I was numb for the whole 24 hours so for you to actually be getting in a car you knew the guy mm. you were aware he had died because we, we all knew straight away there wasn't kind of like what's happened is he going to be okay everyone was like this he has died mm. and the race is still going on and you were in the stint almost immediately after the, yep. the, effectively what was the restart wasn't it the rolling restart I can't, yeah. I can't remember the exact details because as I say quite numb um, I don't know how you had the fortitude to keep going with that. Actually, it, 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 you put you put all of that out of your mind and uh, and that kind of and that kind of stuff. It, it's an interesting one because it it makes sense at the time, uh, um, mm. and it's only really when you look back on it. Yes, it doesn't make sense afterwards. Does it, it doesn't make so much sense afterwards. Yeah, no. you have um, to mark a friend's death. You know, you mm. have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know Alan that well but i know a, a lot of people in that aston martin team were having a very very difficult time it's a oh, wet God, race for the yeah. for the rest of the the event yeah and that's something that we you know it's a it's a powerful thing in motorsport that we have to look at and 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 recognize that what we're doing is is not completely safe no, and right. and uh and every time something like that happens, especially these days. It's a great big shock to everybody, but I think almost the drivers have sort of have sort of acknowledged that risk. I, I don't mean in terms of, you know, uh, liability or anything like that. They've, they've acknowledged that risk personally yeah. when they've got into the cars, and in some way you carry that perception with you mm. that actually, you know, Le Mans, it is a dangerous race. The Nürburgring 24 hours yep. is a very dangerous race. Um and and that jeopardy is still there somehow perhaps incredibly arrogantly you believe that you have it in your own hands to keep well, yourself you out to. of trouble you have to don't you otherwise you can't race which you is patently not true <laughs> which is patently yeah. not true because in both of those scenarios there were things out of the driver's control yeah. but you must believe you must believe that you're able to uh, that you're able to keep yourself out of trouble with your two hands and your two feet and the and the machinery underneath you Gosh, it's it's got quite dark, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah, it's 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 fascinating hearing you you use that term actually, saying you have to have the faith in in yourself. But at the same time, I think I, you know, as somebody who's not a 
racing driver by any means. You were though, John. You've, I've you've, you've done some a fair bit. And I've done some pedalling, but crucially as well, you were an expert around the Stowe circuit. I just want to <laughs> make sure that the world knows this. You were one of pretty much the first person to have driven the Stowe circuit. I was genuinely, yeah, and, yeah, and, and nowhere right. like the back of your hand. Should that ever become a thing in the future? <laughs> just, just in, in case, case Formula One World Championship this year will be held only, only and exclusively <laughs> around the Stowe circuit. And John is known to be pretty much the track record holder. I'm just, I'm just saying it's very good around Stowe in particular. Yeah, just, just in case a video were to come out in the next week or two. Where you happen to be 30, 40, 50 seconds faster yeah. than anyone yeah. else. It's yeah. because you're basically an expert in that one specific arena. Yeah, That's okay, I'll, I'll take that, I'll take that. But no, what I wanted to what I wanted to draw to was or, or draw back on was that thought train of you, you have to be confident in your own ability, which of course you do as a driver. Mm. You need to know that if the back end just jump or a diff locks or something, you've got the ability to at least get yourself into a good position off the track, off the racing line. But is there not part of you that also thinks going into each race, getting into each car, th- this at best in the next two, three, four or 24 hours, something could happen that could change my life forever or end my life? Is that something that you allow to pop into your head? Because I've spoken to motorcycle racers, for example, who say they get on the bike and they say, I know every single time I get on this bike and I turn that key that this might be the day that I die which sounds monumental to somebody who's not in that world. It sounds terrifying to even consider, I might die today. But is that something that has ever popped into your head, or do you just do you push that to one side completely? I never think about it. I never, I mm. never think about it in such terms. Ever so, every so often... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am on a long straight mm. in a difficult condition in the night around. I go, oh, that's a bit dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I don't, but I've never really thought about beyond that. The, the, honestly, the Nürburgring 24 hours is the only race I've ever been in where I look at the race and I drive the race 
and the genuine feeling is I cannot believe we are allowed to do this. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that is, yeah. That's really the... Lamar, it kind of feels a bit... I mean, they've moved all the barriers back away from the track, but... Uh, oh, oh nice. that's the Roma, isn't um, it? The Ferrari Roma's just arrived, and it's... Yeah. Sounds great. It's a good-looking car. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's that a, that a car that... It's a showstopper, I think, visually. It's a, it's a looker. Amy's <laughs> kind of not quite sure. I think it's a great-looking car. Do you well, know I, do no, I like it from the front more than I like it from the back. No 250 short wheelbase, is no, it? Let's be honest. I mean, oh, come on, nothing is. Yeah. Nothing is. Agreed. That's That's... That's the pinnacle. Okay, guys, mm. I've been trying for ages. I, I think it's racing success, right? What sets the GTO apart? The GTO, because I don't, I, I don't, I don't, don't I like it. Can you I don't go first? Like you don't like the I like GTO. I like the short wheelbase. I love the, I love the short wheelbase. I like pretty much every other iteration of the two fifty. Yeah, I don't like the GTO. Can I go for a first maybe answer, Nick Mason? Did it purely Nick? Is it purely Nick though? Before he got his, was there such a hype, or would you reckon that was more of a the amount of years hadn't gone past long enough for it to be deemed a, a fantastic racing car, or well, do you think it's been his since his ownership? He will always claim that he loves the car because it was a car that made him look clever. In the <laughs> in that he would, and, and I've uh, it's not a, by no means a, a personal conversation. I've heard him say so on a, on an interview mm -hmm. actually. Um, and that I think potentially its value jump is secondary. I mean, for a proper 250 short wheelbase, you're not, you know, you're not looking down the back of the sofa either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Interesting. I have, I have actually had that very conversation with Nick. Oh, okay. so you should um, know. You, you, you can answer this. No, no, no. As in about about making him look clever and so on. And, and he, you know, nobody knew it was going to get up to the sort of levels. He, didn't buy it anywhere near that level and he had bought a separate car I, memory is is atrocious now i'm such an old man but he bought a, a different car in order to get to that car the idea being that he knew he wanted that car but somebody that had it wanted something else so he bought the something else to be able to get it just see what i mean yes That's how much he wanted it. it was it was a kind of chess move in order to get there I've completely forgotten what I was, what I was saying now because there's some really cool minis that have just <laughs> I know, they, that really have just trioed up on the side right. of the hill and it's it's terrible to do that in the middle of an audio show but there's a beautiful visual that's just happened in front of us. Uh, Alex, Adrian Flux, I'm mindful of how long we've been chatting now and I, I want to make sure that you tell us because you told me something off air that sounds cool and I said, stop, tell me on the pod and now I need to know more. What are you doing with them? Because it does sound cool and it's the sort of thing that I think Amy's going to go, I want to do that. Can I just say I want to do that first and then you tell me and then I'll just be like, yeah, we'll yeah. Just and do it. So... <laughs> We're, uh, what are we doing? We're racing loads of classics. That's that's one thing. We've kind yeah. of already covered that. We're also kind of making loads of content as well. You know, race car drivers, we're always you know, bouncing around. We're looking at any which way to make our careers work, you know. Uh, and you pitch sponsorship. You know, you pitch, you pitch racing sponsorship. And they are my sponsor in, in racing terms. But uh, Jerry, who is the general manager of Aging Flux, looked at me and just went, do something cool. <laughs> do some, do something, do something cool. Do something different. Do something that you know. All the Formula Two, you know, don't sit in front of me and tell me where your races are and what hospitality and how many stickers you're going to put on the car. Do something cool and and send it to me in its full detail. And I said, look, you got a, you got a film crew, haven't you? You got a camera and your marketing department. I want people to know about 
classic cars. I want people to know about race cars. And I want people my age who didn't see them race to get them on the same level that I do, which is that's loud and leery and sideways. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And find out, as I did, in the secondary way, what it won and where it raced and and, and, nice. and who drove it and when. You know, because you've got a group of people there who saw these cars race the first time round, and that's the level they get it at, right? They wanted it. They saw it. They were 16. They saw it win at Brown's Hatch or Silverstone or wherever they saw it win. Um, and then there's another group of people. That, that group of people eventually, as passionate as they are and as amazing as they are, will not be with us anymore. Yeah. And these cars still will. These cars yeah, still so will. The fans will die out. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And the kids need to get it. And so my view is that the only way that the kids are going to get it is if you put it where all the kids are, which is online. Yeah. And you, and I want to do it. And we're doing it together. We're putting up onboards. We're doing content with the people who are making cre- uh, continuations of these cars. And more and more and more, trying to make it work, trying to get as much of that environment, that marketplace out there as possible. And so, yeah, we're just we're, we're going for it. I'd just like to say, Alex, if you are in need of any additional drivers, I am so available. <laughs> so available. Especially, right Alex, especially if it's at the very challenging Stowe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happens to be something of an expert. You know, really just, sets those I'm, times alive. I'm actually concerned for my career. If, if, if we go to the Stowe, I'm not sure I want to put myself under that microscope very much uh, the specialist at the Stowe circuit yeah, John Markar Stowe circuit the Stowe. A sort of, we mentioned legends earlier John is a sort of legend around the Stowe circuit yeah. in particular turn so, one otherwise so. known as John Corner exactly. Yeah. exactly hey that's a good idea and there's, there's Markar curves mm-hmm. you know there's all of that <laughs> leave my curves out of it yeah. <laughs> Alex it's, it's been an absolute joy I've, I've really enjoyed it we've, we've gone from Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise to Adrian Flux and John Markar's curves it's been a, <laughs> it's been an ever ever delightful and always unfolding ramble chat and, and mate you're consistently good company thank you so much for coming up here to Caffeine and Machine you're, you've You've now spent about an hour on site. First impressions of this crazy place. I mean, it's brilliant here. Uh, yeah. just the, the people turning. I've been. I've been engaged in our chat. We've got everything from you know the best, the best and newest contemporary Ferrari to uh, to a, a full self preservation society of minis <laughs> that have turned up behind us. And this is supposed to be a Porsche evening. Yeah. What a great vibe uh, and what a what a cool group of people. I'm, I'll definitely be uh, popping back up here. Thanks for coming and joining us, man. It's been a pleasure, a real pleasure. Uh, John, I'm going to talk about Gal Gadot now. Um, Thanks for joining us. Back with more next week. Bye. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. And there we are. That was it. Here I am back again, just like I was at the beginning. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great having you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Right, the few things to address in my parish notes. Firstly, the secret word. Did you get it? It was polyp. I can't quite remember why Andy decided that was the word that we needed to put into this week's podcast, but it was polyp, uh, which I went into the conversation in good faith that it was some sort of underwater coral growth, which I think it is. 
Later we discovered that it's actually some sort of horrible skin condition that usually appears in a part of your body that you really don't want to show off to other people as well. So whatever it word, whatever that word means to you, uh, I hope you spotted it and it made you smile. Now secondly, we were talking a few times about something at Silverstone Stowe and somebody being fast at Silverstone Stowe. Now Silverstone Stowe is a racing circuit in the UK, uh, actually within the main Silverstone GP track. Uh, we did a video there recently with the lovely people at Aston Martin who invited us to drive their new Vantage F1 edition. And myself, Andy J and Amy Shaw, all three of us went down, had a go in this phenomenal car. And that is now in the process of being turned into a video, which any second now, if you're listening to this in real time, will be uploaded onto YouTube. So if you want to watch that and see what on earth we were talking about with regards to being fast at Silverstone Stowe, head over to YouTube, search for Driven Chat, find our channel, hit that little subscribe button and you will see that video in the very, very near future. We do also put our podcasts on YouTube if you're one of our YouTube listeners. Hello, lovely to see you. We don't get an awful lot of YouTube listeners because our channel is fairly new and the vast majority, hundreds of thousands of people listen to us via things like Apple and Spotify and Acast and wherever, wherever you're listening to us. It's lovely to have you there. But if you are one of our YouTube listeners, why don't you just do a little comment and say, hey, look, I'm one of your YouTube listeners, because that's always fun to see, isn't it? But on YouTube, uh, besides the podcasts that get very few listens, we get uh, a lot of listens, uh, sorry, a lot of views, I should say, on our um, car content because we have some car videos there as well. Can you believe it? Car Podcast also has car videos. Uh, if you've not seen them, head over, have a look, subscribe to our YouTube channel because there's some good stuff there. Uh, in recent weeks, you will have seen uh, the Zenvo TSRS, the hypercar with 1,177 brake horsepower. I got the opportunity to drive that uh, and took out uh, Alberto, one of the development drivers from Zenvo. So we had a drive of the car and a bit of an interview. We kind of made it a bit of an interview with him and talking about the car and how powerful it is and how they make it. And it's just great, really lovely interview with some great shots of the car as well. We've also recently been driving around in the Lotus Exige final edition. And of course, another video that's making its way onto the YouTube channel very shortly is the challenge that I did a couple of weeks ago. You may have seen it if you already follow us on social media, things like Instagram, which was the Bentley Sunrun, where I raced the sun from sunrise at John O'Groats at something like two minutes past four in the morning and raced it to sunset at Land's End. That's the furthest driving distance on mainland UK uh, for its sunset at 9.35 in the evening. Spoiler alert, we did make it, but only with about 10 minutes to spare. And there's a fairly good video in the works that shows how we got on with that. So do head over to our YouTube channel if you, if you may if you'd like to, uh, go and have a watch of some of the great content that we're putting out. I promise you there is more to come there. We are upping our YouTube game. So uh, now's the time to get in there early and say, yeah, you know, I was one of the first. I remember these guys when they were cool and now they're really cool or something. Anyway, crucially, what I wanted to say was thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for being part of it. If you do feel so inclined to tell the world that you're listening to us, then, then we'd like to see that. Uh, we love it, absolutely love it, when you go onto things like Instagram stories and just do a little screenshot of the podcast that you're listening to and just tag us and say, look, listen to this. Tell us what you're doing. I'm out walking the dog or I'm sat in an office pretending to work. We love seeing it. And every single one that we see, if we get tagged in our stories, we will reshare it. So please do. It's brilliant. It kind of gives us a warm, fuzzy feeling inside knowing that you're listening. Because the thing is, we see these hundreds of thousands of listener numbers, which is great. But when you actually see somebody that's like taking the time to, hey, look, I'm listening. It's, it's nice. 
It's really nice. And we love that you're listening. We love that you're enjoying it. Um, again, if you feel so inclined, I don't often go on about the whole review thing because, you know, it can get a bit laborious, can't it? But there are certain things, there are things beyond my realms of understanding in the world of um, this digital media algorithms that we're all surrounded by now. Um, if you feel so inclined to leave us a lovely review, a five-star review, and if you can write some words on things like Apple Podcasts or Google Reviews, uh, it, it somehow just helps us. <laughs> it puts us even higher in the rankings. We're, we're constantly in top 20 automated podcasts and occasionally in top 10, which again is just wonderful. And that is a result of us getting lovely reviews from the, the listeners like yourself. So if you do feel inclined to give this episode a little review or just, uh, you know, even just at the best, uh, a minimum, just a little five-star review, a little five-star click. Uh, it does great, great things for us. Uh, Likewise, if you're on Spotify and you're listening, if you can click the little follow button, again, it just boosts us. It's, it's great. And, you know, you are helping us grow and we love producing this content for you. So it all goes around in a big, happy automotive circle. That is enough rambling from me this week. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, it's going to be quite a good show because what we're doing, rather than being at Caffeine and Machine for the first time in, I think, like nine weeks, we're not going to be at Caffeine and Machine recording our podcast and radio show this Tuesday, this week, if you're listening in real time. We're actually going to be somewhere completely different. We're going to be the other side of the country in Norfolk, and we will be with Lotus for the launch of their new car, the Amira. Lotus have very kindly given us some behind-the-scenes access for us to go along. We're going to be interviewing the MD of Lotus, some designers, and a racing driver that I think you're going to know of. So, uh, yeah, do check out next week's podcast because I have a feeling... It's going to be very, very Lotus heavy with some content that you are definitely not going to hear on any other automotive podcast or any other podcast for that matter. Don't forget, you can also find us on social media at Driven Chat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places at Driven Chat. Do come along, follow, engage, like, subscribe, potato. Have a good week. Speak to you next week. Bye bye. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.